and nor do we want that, Joe. Don't don't think that's an invitation or it's a it's a bucket list item. Welcome back to Dyson Salt. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Nick. This week we're here with episode 153, Tumbaha Blast. A a title I have been waiting for them to use. I think I've made the joke before. Maybe not on recording, but definitely to myself. <laughs> you, it... you, you've definitely said it. <laughs> I will say I also called something else in this episode, but that's that's at the end. Ooh. I was just going to ask what was it. We'll get to it. We need to get through the fight first. Just remember, oh, this is over-the-counter. Generic, over-the-counter TTRPG. That's right. <laughs> you guys are anything but generic. Like, I've listened to a lot of, like, actual play podcasts, and this one is not generic. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> it it, it absolutely you. has its its own character and its own, like, oh, I'm trying to think of the, the right word to put in there. Flavor, zone. backwash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah back. The, our Aroma. flavor is backwash. <laughs> <sighs> is that our title? Salty backwash. <laughs> yeah, yep. There you go. Yeah, I no, mean, I, it I, goes I, with it goes with Tumbaha Blast. Salty backwash. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> ugh, it does, but ugh. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess uh, we can get into it. This yeah. Is the, uh, yeah, I guess technically the third episode of the fight with Nessie, but really only like the second episode of the fight, considering the first one was a was all kimono. <laughs> oh, that Indeed. felt so good to get that off too. Indeed. Oh, I was living so vicariously through you at that moment because I tried to use that on my players in the Jade Regent game, and it did not work. <laughs> yeah, I was actually pretty nervous about trying to get over the spell resistance. When I used it, I think I used a hero point actually for the plus eight. I know you did that this episode. Did I do that this episode? Then maybe I didn't because I think you can only use one hero point per combat. Right. No, it's. I, I think well, it's per turn though, right? Yeah, I think it's it's per your turn. Yeah. Oh really? I think uh, I think mm-hmm. Alex does it as one per combat. If the if the official rules say one per turn, we might do that um, more on a house style. Yeah, that that particular house rule I'm unfamiliar with, but I will take your word on it. Now I'm curious. I'm going to have to ask him. I mean, you've played with that tight water. I mean, wonderful GM far more often than I have, <laughs> which so, is uh, at zero right now, Alex. Zero. <laughs> I've only ever had one other GM. Well, actually, two. Joe? Actually, oh. two. Talbot GM'd for a little bit in a short campaign for us, and um, Andrew. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it says you cannot spend more than one hero point during a single round of combat. Hmm, okay. So you guys must be house ruling it to once per encounter. I also feel like which we probably don't ever sense. have enough hero points to do more than one per combat. I think Matt usually has multiples, and he kind of stacks them up. Um, like, maybe. And not, not, he's the one I feel consistently using them, but that could be completely wrong. Oh, no. Uhtred is, like, lapping people. In hero points uh, <laughs> achieved and used. Oh, okay. Well, then I just, it's a bias on my part then. Yeah, because I think when uh, Teoblith died, I remember being like, oh, do you have a hero point? He was like, if I fucking had one, I'd use it. 
Mm-hmm. Mm, that I do remember. It's something Indeed. that collectively we've talked about trying to be better about, like Alex making a an effort to hand him out more, and then us as players advocating for each other more. Because it's like, yeah. you know, something cool happens, you. and you get all excited, and you like it, you're not even thinking about it, and then like it feels weird to go back after the fact and like award one, right? I do feel like you guys have been doing that more. It's like, oh, that was awesome, you know, like that. That was so cool. Yeah, because it, it was a concerted effort like on that. all of our parts. That's cool. I like that. I think it's a good thing. I like that you guys don't use them as much, just because I like the play without you like hero them to points. Feel special. Yeah, I just, I just like it. I just like it. You know, the the harder, the harder core kind of thing. See, I'm I not. Mean, don't I'm get me wrong. That gamer. I use I use hero points. I've got tables that have them and use them, and I'm you know I'm done different thing. I'm doing different things with them. Like I've got one character that gets them and burns them as fast as he gets them because that's my you know just get rid of them, don't have them around. I got another one that's an anti-hero that took that mm-hmm. feat so that it's I just don't get them at all. There's a feat, um, so you just can't get them. Yeah, and then you get a uh, you get an extra feat. Oh, interesting. So you, you you take this thing, and then you get to pick a feat, but then you never can have hero points, and you never benefit from them. And I mean, so that, to me, is... Because we've got a lot of hero points. We've in, in our games, there's hero points that fly around a lot and stuff. And uh, the thing is, is then they just they come up a lot, and it just... Some of it gets older. I get... You hear people go, oh, man, my roll sucks. And it's like, well, you can use a hero point. Oh, but I got to keep two, so I can't die. Oh, we, like, see, we don't use uh, that rule. Yeah, yeah. and, and that, you know, that, that fixes that problem. So I mean, yeah. I, I'm you know, I'm just doing on my end when I play. I'm doing my thing to to play lighter hero points. And we even at, at our table, we're even more generous in that. As long as you're not double stacking on the same thing, you can use more than one hero point in a round. Oh wow! So like, if you want to take an extra action, you can do that. And then you want to, and let's say it's an attack, and you want to add a. D, you know, that plus eight before the roll, you can do that. I see, that that feels too strong. But here's the thing. Unless you've taken feats to have more than three hero points, you can burn all your three hero points in one pass, in one round. And if you don't finish the fight, you got no more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, we, the, the math of it is, yeah, burn it up. You know, we're, that's, that's the, the approach that, that, that's taken there is yeah you want to burn it up burn it up go ahead it can be a glorious blaze <laughs> but uh, yeah i why would you need hero points in this fair fight this is not a fair fight well, alex said it was a fair, fair fight. fight are you saying alex, alex is not had telling to, the truth alex had to intentionally nerf himself and buff the guys to get this fight over with <laughs> oh that's harsh he had to bring in a whole other character to to start debuffing the dragon, and he gave everyone a plus three. It was a very you know role play and awesome plus three. But are I don't you sure think... that's not built into the AP? <laughs> R- Randolph built into sure the AP. Randolph is no, not no, 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 not Randolph. AP. But Randolph, what what was that scythe? That scythe was what a plus four scythe? No, it's like no. a plus God, two no. at most. At most, yeah. yeah. But it had like some super cool powers, and it's a was a pretty as I recall, it was a pretty beefy scythe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the scythe was an Axel creation, though, because he looked through the AP and was like, well, Joe's using a goddamn scythe, and there's none of them in the game, so... Right. Or in the AP, excuse me. Oh, well, there's sel- there seldom is anything right. that you... That's not, you know, rapier, longsword. 
Now that I actually right. think about it a little bit more, I know for a fact that it was a custom piece because when it got broke the first time, Alex was really sad because he, like, Joe had just gotten it, like, one or two episodes oh, earlier. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it, I, like, made that thing so cool and now it's just fucking trash. <laughs> Another one for the trash heap. Well, but he blew but, it up this time, so he flat took it out of the game. I mean, I is that what happened? I mean, he yeah. did say it, like, exploded. I'm not sure. We never really addressed. Does that mean, like, it's yeah, permanently was... destroyed? Did it, like, reform itself? Yeah. Was oh, little, no, I took it. It, it, it I was took not it clear to, to me that that happened. I took it to me that it blew up. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, that's that's the way he said it. It explodes. I don't use the word explode when something doesn't blow up. I mean, if, uh, if it blasted out a, you know, a wave of energy, I'd say, you know, a wave of energy emanated forth or, you know, shot out of or whatever. I wouldn't say it exploded. That's but this is where I hit you with the best and simultaneously worst argument in Pathfinder. Magic. <laughs> magic. All, every time someone just says magic, all I think of is that Shia LaBeouf magic. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Yeah, the single oh. and best worst actor. Huh. <laughs> and, and while we're on this pause and Nessie has reset the battlefield, all I want to say to all the listeners is, you're welcome. <laughs> That's right, because Nessie wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me having a quiet little conversation <laughs> with Alex and saying, please, please just put have a Nessie name. in. It would just be a differently named dragon. Yeah, she, it wouldn't be as cool. I mean, Nessie's definitely. I didn't say it wouldn't be as cool. It was. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know the dragon's written into the AP, but right. it has the name Nessie. And you get to beat up Nessie. And considering <laughs> sure. all the work I did to make it Nessie, I mean, yeah, that's got to be kind of a put in a lot thing. of leg, leg work behind the scenes. <laughs> this is true. And not so much behind. I mean, I was laying that down when I was doing the uh, live listens Tuesdays. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I hope you're happy, Richter, because that fucking fight hurt. sucked. It hurt. <laughs> I am so tickled pink. Nessie had turned out to be everything i could want like honestly like that was axel showing mercy like because going going into recording that i actually like right before we started was like uh hey guys if we tpk like do we want to even like have a acknowledgement of that like are we just what are we gonna do right like <laughs> and so we like i i think i tend to be pretty tactical in the combat situations and like i'm usually yeah. trying to look for like outside the box solutions to problems and i was like i was nervous i was like fuck dude we can't hit this thing we can't get through spell resistance on this thing axel was actually pretty much like i don't know i think you're okay and even that plus three was still like Joe rolled really well on all those attacks. Like those weren't. Oh no, no, those... without a doubt, <laughs> like, without a doubt. I, I mean, I right. wasn't panicked for you guys because you guys took a whole wave of damage and then you did your reset, which I know you can't do again. But you guys took a ton of damage and were able to mitigate a lot of it. You had resistances and stuff like that. So, I mean, I was feeling good for you guys. I was feeling like stuff could could work out in your favor that it wasn't without your reach. But I mean. It, it, when you and Alex are both making low rolls, you know, it's like, okay, 
Well, <laughs> and that, kinda, here's you know. the thing. I wasn't even rolling low on Uhtred. I was rolling consistently like 16s, 17s. And yeah, just they were all crit threats. Yeah, I was. I had like every time I was attacking, I was getting one or two crit threats and just so what were missing you, what, on AC. when you were totaling that? What were you totaling thirty eight at seventeen or thirty seven? Uh, I think no, I think it was eighteen was thirty eight, so seventeen would have been thirty seven. Like I was rolling a lot of thirty sixes, thirty sevens, thirty eights. Oh wow! Yeah, 40, and you needed I mean, forty one to hit. Uh, it's unclear. It was either 40 or 41. We never actually pinned it. But I mean, even then you still need a net 20 to hit Mm -hmm. it. And that's what, that was what was concerning me was like, I need basically a natural 20 to hit it. Thelias was able to hit it on like 17s and 18s, but essentially rolling crit threats to hit it. Yeah. You know, Tom's not going to go against AC, but he's dealing with the spell resistance. And then um, the paint goblin fucking, I think, was also like having to roll crit threats to hit it. Yeah, that was well, that's if he's using a weapon. He's just using the tickler right now. I'm sorry, Matt. Well, that whip is useless, buddy. As far as I'm aware, and I haven't seen like gone into in depth with Matt about how he built the Mesoris, but just playing one in War for the Crown. Their whole thing is, like, they're not really the ones, like, hitting and dealing damage. They're kind of, like, using everyone else when they hit to painful steer and, and put extra damage on other people's stuff and, like, debuff the target, which yeah. he no, was no, totally. doing. I, which he's definitely role. doing. I'm just, I have a special hate in my heart for the whip as a, as a weapon in Pathfinder, oh. it's oh, just a personal problem. Mm. I, it's Who beyond you, personal. Richter? Who hurt you? <laughs> I had to, I was a Somebody healer in two D. Goddamn it! And and my fighter kept trying to use a whip, and that you know I tripped him. Great. Who's gonna beat him and kill him? Oh, that's right. Nobody is. <laughs> so you just had you a just bad party. Him. It wasn't the whip's fault. It was your teammate's fault. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the whip. The whip gave my teammate the idea, and that needs to go. <laughs> I was reading I like a uh, Richter taking personal a whip build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last night I was reading a whip build actually, as I was looking up uh, character ideas for uh, the next AP. Ooh. Oh, right, sure, it's um, the next AP. Already started. Discussing. Nice way to hide it. Well, I mean, this I'm is Utrud's gonna... replacement, folks. You're getting the inside scoop. Oh no, no, no. this was. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> for ideas for for what will be the. AP after Tyrant's Grass. But actually, this reminded me. Uh, I want to take a quick moment for a shameless plug. Um, okay. We're coming up on the end of book five. So anybody that has questions, you know, you can email us at inspiredincompetence at gmail.com. You can hit us up on the Discord, Facebook, you know, wherever. You can put them in really any of the chats in the Discord. Or you can direct message me or one of the other guys. But uh, can I? Yeah, we'll be doing the recap for book five in the next couple of weeks. Nice. nice. Can I put them on sticky notes and leave them around New York? If you can get them in <laughs> upstate New York, yes. You don't I get have the a whole computer. Status. There's an internet, and I there's a there funny. is something <laughs> where people do chores for oh you, my god so. if i was like walking around doing my daily shit and i just saw like a sticky note that said inspired incompetence and a question written <laughs> i would love it i guess the next thing after 
I mean, I guess we have to talk about the scythe going exploding and Randolph appearing. Teamwork! And buffing you guys. Yes, teamwork makes the dream work. I did like that <laughs> cinematic, especially with how... Oh, it was great. How Joe's kind of been playing... Cinematics in this one. Yeah, and that that is like Axel's like special move. <laughs> cinematics, <laughs> cutscenes. But it just felt really appropriate with how Joe's been playing the Lias and like this want to, when the mission's done, like to reconnect with him, even yeah. though now he knows that can't happen. Yeah, that's... Joe Joe has made, ah. taken what was a not a big thing and totally made it a absolutely oh. vital yeah. part <laughs> of his characters. The whole Thelias... Randolph connection things. He's I, I, I don't know. At this point I gotta say he's a master of it. I mean, he put the mass brotherhood in your damn campaign <laughs> world. So you know, which that was a true. throwaway idea, I know, when he thought it up. But he just <laughs> you know, kept going. Very little mass brotherhood though in uh, Tyrant's Grasp. Well after Vipira died, it was kind of like, well, no one else is doing it, so Well it also... uh, yeah, after after the agent of the Mass Brotherhood is killed <laughs> and the chapter in uh, Vigil is nuked. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, look at Skull and Shackles. They had two agents killed, and then a guy who was That's sworn fair. to hunt them down. Fair enough. True. I, I think I, it's I more the And setting. then they still put a mask on the boat. Yeah, that's true. And and we, as like the other players, ran with it a lot in Skull and Shackles. This one, I think the stakes just didn't quite feel right. Like, this is so doom and gloom, and the Mass Brotherhood's kind of like, you know, like your light, goofy uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're it's a very they're a very get smart kind of thing. Mm, I mean, they're a you know what I mean. It's a it, yes, they're there to save the world. They're doing important things. They have agents that are more serious, but you know they've also got the masked helmet. So don't forget the masked shield. Yeah, who fought with two shields? That's correct. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't know if uh, that scythe is gone. Like I, I did kind of have a question come up just because of um, something Richter had said that you know. Elias is now never going to get that reunion with Randolph. Several people have died with these things. Do the people that die also get erased? Do, like their souls in the afterlife just get obliterated? No. So no. Our the my understanding of it is what we know for sure is that if we flip the obols from like a negative energy source to a positive one and. We are like within the vicinity of a radiant fire going off, mm-hmm. then it would like rebound and destroy all the shards, including the one in Tarbafan's hand. Now, right. what we don't know is let's say we're fighting him and he just says, Well, like, I'm a lich, I'm just gonna nuke all of you, myself included, and I just go back to my phylactery and, like, regenerate, right? We don't know if he does that and we switch the polarity. Will it kill him? Will it not kill him? Will having all the shards essentially explode, will that kill everybody with a shard, including, like, Rogyar and other people we haven't met yet? Or will it only affect the people in the Radiant Fire when it goes off? So, or whatever yeah. that close vicinity is, right? Um, I think I think the f- the parameters would be 
anybody that has an oval when we switch the polarity, if they are caught in a radiant fire, would be like erased from all of existence. No afterlife, no soul, no nothing. Just the void of nothingness. Yeah. Well, that's just kind of why I was asking, because like some people that have these are have already died. Would they also be included in the... I would think... Suddenly... I think they're already out of it if they're already dead. That's what I would, would think, be my right? guess. Because, like, their soul would have already transitioned. But then again... remember, they... I, at least as I remember the first part of it, the guys could have given themselves over to uh, McTana, and she was going to put them to rest. Uh, right? yeah, I mean, they weren't really dead then. Yeah, we weren't dead at all. We were alive. That's why it was like, what the well, fuck are you, you doing? Well, you were dead. Night? You nope. were just, like, special dead. No, we weren't even special, special dead. dead. We were alive, alive, and that's why it was like, what the fuck are you doing in the boneyard? Like, we we did die, but when we were in the boneyard, we weren't, like, special dead. We were just alive. Like, we had died, and then we were back to life. You know, alive is just, you know, the opposite of dead. Undead, if you will. Well, I don't know. Undead and alive seems pretty similar to me. Well, dead is one state. Undead would be the opposite <laughs> of that state. No, I, I'm, I'm, I I'm, know. I'm messing it's, with it's you very... on, on that. But the, uh, you know, you were in the boneyard. You died. Whatever state you were in with the obol was clearly some kind of death state, and that. But you were able to track, you know, track and trek out of the underworld, which is not something that uh, you know you can commonly do. No. Right. So, as um, humans, uh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody else can. I mean, elves, dwarves, all that stuff. I think they're all there. I mean, you you almost have oh, to. Oh, be... I, I would just include those like all in the same category. Yeah, some sort of divinity to, yeah. uh, uh, you know, either like angels or devils or demons or, you know, and there's the psychopomps and the. Oh, I forget what the anti psychopomp was called. Who knew you just had to run into Umble and Thoop? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Tom hasn't talked about him at all for episodes. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't met anybody new. <laughs> that, that's we, also true. You met Nessie. He hasn't talked about him to Nessie. Yeah, that's it. Fuck Nessie. Humble and Thute <laughs> sent me to kick your ass. I mean, you know what the hell? Where was that? It's kind of hard to shit talk something when it's kicking your ass. Like punches you in the it face. Is. I'll get you. Punches you in the face again. I mean, Captain America does a good job doing that. I could do this all day. <laughs> True, but I think none of us think that these PCs are Captain America. We're that we're does. bad people compared to him. You're all buckets. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you guys really are not playing to your alignments anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we've talked about Toast. this before. Did what? it hurt when our genus does the disintegrate and he goes, and I'm doing the cards, and he flips over and goes, I got two chaotic goods, and I was like, God. Yeah, what? it's like how is great, that helping those don't you? Help you. <laughs> you need chaotic neutral at best. Yeah, you guys are all evil. No, <laughs> no one's There's actually no evil. Neutral. Oh my gosh! Best, oh my, you you killed all those people in the blue gardens, and you were specifically asked not to. No, we were not specifically <laughs> asked not to kill those people. We were asked if it was possible to save anyone, try to, and it wasn't. Oh my god. But you didn't try. And we saved people. We left a whole fucking room of sleeping guards or employees or whatever that we didn't do didn't hurt a hair on their heads. What more do you want from us? It was like in the middle of talking to them, Tia Blith goes, That's it, this is boring, enough talking. And he starts shooting. 
Well, that Tia is not was good. evil. So yeah, but you guys did. You guys right at that point could have shut him down and not continued with him. But no, Utra jumped in and went, "Well, we're killing him. Right stab." Do you, you think that any one of us could shut Tia Blith down? Did you not listen to his whole existence? Hey, I'm just saying, you could have said, no, Tia Blith, don't. Yeah, they're okay. talking. <laughs> they're being difficult, but they're talking. When they stop talking, we can start killing. Any of that would have been like acceptable. Like, hey, we're on the wire. We're on the edge, but we're still good. Yours was, <laughs> oh, well, somebody opened fire. <laughs> I'll just pull the trigger too. That, okay, hold on. That woe is me. That's a little bit of not exactly how it went down. I I'll grant you, yes, what Teoblit did, definitely well into the evil side. Okay, but we're in hostile territory. You, your teammate does an evil thing, and the result of it is the people he did it to are immediately attacking you. And you're saying we're Utrid and Thalias are evil for defending themselves? That they should have just been like, oh, no, 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 hold on. We can, that was a, a, a miscommunication. We can, we can talk through this. Talking hey, is a You guys didn't even, didn't even sweat the fact that our genus was doing diplomacy and Teoblith blew up the diplomacy in the middle of it and ruined the whole thing. You guys are just like, yeah, I was bored too. Bang, 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 bang. All right, I'll, I'll give you at most for Uhtred. He oh, Uhtred's generally Uhtred totally been fall, falling the whole time, my man. I, uh, I mean, I'll he give you that Uhtred doesn't really. Gonna... Now, see, I wouldn't say he's becoming evil. I'll give you that. Admittedly, Uhtred really doesn't isn't really that concerned about what's happening to the people of Zapotle. Like, he's not going to hurt them, and he's not going to be evil to them. And if it's, like, directly in front of him, we've seen he's willing to step in and, like, help them. But does, like, he really care if people got killed at the picnic, or, like, they only no, were able no, to save... No, he doesn't, no. but that's my point. But that doesn't, doesn't make him evil. Uh, yeah, that's why I we said it... neutral at best. Well, does. I think that's neutral, just neutral, not at all right. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say he's good. I'll give you neutral. And I, actually, I'm pretty sure Uchir's alignment is lawful neutral. In fact, if you want, I will open up roll twenty and confirm because I can do lawful that. Lawful you know. seems like a stretch at this point, too. Well, what yeah, is he? What is he? There, but I, I, you know, I mean, he kind of lives. I mean, been lawful neutral. Like he hasn't just really let anyone die in front of him that he could do something, and he chose not to. I mean, I give you, he did straight up murder a dude way back in, like, book two. But if anything, that shows he's gotten fun, better. Funnily, though, that one is not the one that I can, the act that I can say, that I say he's actually losing his, you know, he's slipping on. That one was, I've got this thing, he's he's bad, he's a monster, and he was, and I can't let him, you know, we can't let this guy live, because he's was a was an actual monster undead whatever the heck he was so that one i was like okay that's i mean you're stuck in a rock in a hard place he talked and you went yeah now i gotta kill you but you knew that was coming so okay you know, well that, this that's all the been most the up evil up. thing no Uhtred's done and he is confirmed on my character sheet he's written down as lawful neutral so i think Uhtred actually what we've determined has been right on point all ap pats on back to me <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man and uh, hold on let's actually unpack this a little further right that, that lawful neutral i don't think it means what you think it means 
Well, it only matters what I think it means. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. Teoblith, he was evil, so like he did what he was supposed to. Are you going to sit here and try and claim that Elias is evil? That boy is a sweet, sweet child. Yeah, he's he's a sweet child, but he's definitely serial killer material, man. Well, don't don't even pretend. But he he's hasn't. Not. You, you can't throw him in jail until he commits the crime. Now, our genius. I don't know the number of assists he's got. He may need to go in there for conspiracy alone, man. I don't know. Is our genius evil or is he just crazy? He's, he's evil. He just doesn't remember it yet. <laughs> I mean, he he clearly he's, seems to be evil out. in his former life, his like earlier life. So yeah, I, he's I he just know. forgot. That's all. I, I don't think the group overall is evil now that Teoblith is dead. Oof. I don't know, man. You guys you guys were heroes to start, and you've been slipping. I mean, storytelling-wise... Were they heroes to start? Yeah, I don't think we were heroes yeah, to I start. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were. I, I, I think they just kind of dealt with the, the shitty hand they got given. They weren't really heroes. They were just... No, they were... The I, I disagree. I think, in... I think they absolutely were... They did a lot of stuff. They were working hard on it. And it, if anything, the turning point was Vigil. And that's where it was like, I, we just can't be nice anymore. I mean, Uhtred um, just totally went off. Nope, I'm cutting down everything that gets in my way. I've got to do this one thing. That's the only way anything makes it out of the other end of this. And he just... <laughs> so, you know, you get in his way, he's going to plow. He's going to cut through you. No, he's that's not going to go around you. He's cut through you. If anything, that was Vipira. Like, when we were in Vigil, Uhtred was, like, working with um, Aluna and, like, sharing information and stuff. He tried to work with Sito, but Vipira was like, no, fuck that. I don't care that you can chop tables in half with your big-ass sword. <laughs> I, I think you're going to have to realize here, Mr. Richter, that I don't think Uhtred's ever really been evil. Apathetic? Oh, sure. my God. Wow. No, no. I stand by my original statements to you about Uhtred. He is going to become the evil, and he's going to justify becoming Tarbafon. And I say that seriously. He's going to become a lich. He's going to take Tarbafon's place. He's going to take his name. He's going to do all that and then say, no, but I, as Tarbafon, will hold back the evil and contain it. That's what Uhtred is going to do, man. He's he's the Diablo first. Di Diablo? Oh, yeah, he's going to take the spike that has the demon, slam it into his head, and be like, I'll keep it contained forever. Never again will it get free. And, you know, then we have Diablo 2 and 3 and 4, boom. Because the demon always gets free. Always. That's Uhtred's destiny. So Uhtred's going to be a demon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tarbafon, he's going to be a lich. So, you know, I did think for a long time that that would be, like, kind of how the campaign concluded with really just essentially us failing and getting raised to be like new power pieces for the whispering tyrant but mm -hmm. given the whole catch with the uh old balls and you get blasted into oblivion i now think that's what's gonna happen oh i i, I guess I mean, we're not really talking about the fight anymore we do need to talk about we do the smites at the end at the very least well just remember but... evil characters can smite evil <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I see what you're trying to, to, say to I see what you're trying to do there, Richter, but good characters can also <laughs> smite evil and neutral characters. That's true. But evil characters can smite evil too. Yeah, but we already established that Delias is easily the most good of us. Oh man, that is 
I, that word, I don't think it means what you think it means. Seriously. <laughs> but I guess kind of jumping to the end here, Tarbathon, I think Uhtred's the, actually the one that calls him a god. Or a At the very or end, yes. At right. the very, very end, yes. And he goes, oh yeah, that's the plan. And I was like, just, I was at work out in, the, in cleaning. Did he say was like, that was the plan? Or I thought he said, I appreciate said, you acknowledging my divinity. To- Ah, uh, he said something. I'm gonna have to listen to it again because he said something. I think very it was. Specific. I think it was acknowledging, and he may have also said that's part of the plan or something too. I mean, it was. There's it was basically an acknowledgement in that way of, ah, oh, good, you've recognized me, peasant. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I definitely think Uhtred more than anybody else from the get go has really understood like this is on a world level a galarian level and kind of had that uh, almost appreciation for it like so and to be honest i know it, it's come up before in the recording and stuff like he's not really a god he's a demigod i mean like he, he's a fucking oh yeah no god, I, i'm right? sorry i wasn't i wasn't in any way shape or form messing with like the actual rules classification for what he was trying to do oh and, no i i i i fully called with the with the uh, cut scene that we got at Absalom that that's absolutely his end game. Like, yes, I agree that, with that's that. Absolutely where he's going. This book 6 is like a siege on that city. I think you're right too, but whether he gets the star stone or not, like yeah. if he's not a god, he's the closest thing you can be without being a god. Yeah, and I and much. I think with Uhtred acknowledging him that way is like I know. think it's it's showing him the the kind of I don't want to say respect he deserves, but kind of the respect that he deserves because he's yeah. an extremely powerful entity and you can't just disrespect that. And, <laughs> and Gallowspire, like going through that was such a level of just go back to the good evil thing, like such a level of evil that I don't think that like prior to that Uhtred even could really comprehend that that existed in the world, right? right? So it's like you see all that shit, and it's like, dude, you're a god. Like that—that that is probably the worst place in the entire world right now. It's definitely, or definitely was before we went through it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you guys technically didn't even clear it. You had that yeah, whole I, bottom level that you guys could could still go back to. Yeah, and I think we weren't like <laughs> even close to there was well, like, even the city, right? They didn't do anything in the city either. Not really. Yeah. They just, they, you know, they smacked a few, th- a, a few, you know, buzzing irritants away. That's about it. And to that point, like, Nessie I mean, felt like a right-hand man of the guy that calls oh, Calispire home. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I, this, this was a good one. I, I, as fights go, this was, like I said, pretty evenly matched. I wasn't feeling that you guys were losing. Oh, I did. I, I, did. I actually think we were on the ass end of an ass kicking in this fight. Quite frankly, Thalias was an MVP. Like, we oh, were doing yeah. absolutely nothing, and in basically one turn, he said, here's 170 damage, game over. Yeah. I, 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 I still think that if Alex hadn't buffed you guys with Randolph, because he didn't need to, he didn't have to do that, right? No. I, I think you guys would have been in a much worse position, and we might be going into episode four of this fight. Well, I think... Yeah, probably. And- Unless I'm mistaken, I think Joe mentioned his to hits, and they were all of them were like 45 and up, right? Yeah. On the 
Yeah, so without the uh, plus three, he still would have hit. Yeah. The, His smite was the, was the was big a, switch, I think. The smite was definitely a big part, and while you're correct, the plus three didn't directly change a miss to a hit. Having that plus I think he had three a gives you in there. He did Although have a forty. He, he did miss one, and he had um, he had a forty-two that would have missed without the plus three, so it would have been two out of four hits. But right. I think more than it, really the effect of those was the mindset it gave us as players that like there's a chance that I can hit, so I'm willing to go try and hit now as opposed to like okay, do I is it worth me even trying to hit him if I'm rolling for twenties? Like yeah, oh. And was he, was, you were invisible, but was he invisible? He was. So, in there? So what he happened was, he was hitting was, his, um, well, Alex said he was hitting against his flat-footed minus twos. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. That was a little confusing, because one episode ended with the Nightwalker coming out and dispelling true sight that Nessie had on her. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. Nessie put it right back on, and, and the, then you dispelled the true sight. Yeah, so when... Yeah. The first time it got dispelled, we all immediately casted greater invisibility, and then Nessie was like, nah, I better put that back on, and then Richard was able to dispel it in this current episode. Okay, so let me me roll back then. That dispel of the true sight, I think, was the big big thing. That plus three bonus, I don't think, was all that spectacular, but definitely giving you guys that ability to attack from invisibility and, and changing up that bonus because i think you get like a you get a big bonus for being an invisible attacker it's so, uh against their flat-footed well it's against their flat-footed ac minus two. Oh, Te- right that's right alex does I think it. the alex is doing yeah, that's right backwards technically is you get a plus two he's just doing it on his end oh interesting we went through this like a, a two episodes ago we did we did oh. yeah really the bonus is that. actually to the players and not an it's not a, a subtraction from the monster Oh shit! The more you it, know. it works the same either way. Yeah, he's mathematically, just, he's just it doing does. the. Yeah. He's just doing all the math on his end. It's the 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 only reason uh, I stick to it is because in my home games we've had situations where we've tried to keep track of this stuff, and when we're adding it to the wrong thing, we can't chase down what the hell it's supposed to be going against. So that's why we gave mm-hmm. up on on saying, "Well, it's really the same as dropping your AC by two. And we said, "No, no, just add it that to the right place." And then we'll to- we'll mess with the totals when we get there, yeah. and then everything but, comes out right. But Alex is consistent on doing it as you know AC minus two. No, so no, yeah, no, I, totally, I thought, yeah. and it's funny because that's how him always DMing. Like I thought that was actually rule as written. Mm-hmm. That's how consistent he is with it. Yeah, it's a it's no, a bonus and that's to the players, and that's great. Actually. That's great. Yeah, I'm not and, and I'm not works, knocking him or how you guys do it. I'm not Mm-mm, doing the not thing. I, it's just the my aversion comes from my experience right. and the the need to keep it in in the right places to not get all goofy yeah but well you are right that no. that was a, a key point in that battle basically that that moment gave Elias the opportunity to then bring it home for us yeah and he definitely did cuz yeah okay damn. i'm going to i'm going to say this because i i wrote it down I'm so disappointed and so wish I was tracking his stats so I could, again, you know, like I did that one episode way back, <laughs> but I wish I was tracking oh, I it wish you so were I could too. be like, hey, Joe, pull up your carry, pa- your carry pants, buddy, because here's your stats, man. Here's what you did. 
I think, I don't know if it made it in the episode. I think it was something that got edited out. But I think we went back and calculated it all. We're just like, holy fuck, dude. Like, it's a, I, I amount, thought... a crazy amount of damage. Yeah, it was... yeah, you guys were adding it up, I, as I recall, in the episode. It, it was there. Yep. Well, look at us. Yeah, it, was, it was something. It was pretty sweet. It was, yeah, I think you mentioned earlier, it was something close to like 170. Yeah, I, I don't remember really exactly. Good. I love that critical too, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. The brain. The brain. You get, you know, you get to do one action, a move or a standard. I was like, yeah. You get things like that, man, and that can that can change the tide. I mean, you could just get decapitate. Well, yeah. Could have got. It would be oh so tasty if Uhtred could ever pull that card. <laughs> hey, you've pulled mine twice. Yeah, I, I've mine pulled a lot of. Well, no, I thought we got yours. You you did. I have a fumble card in there, so it doesn't yeah. come up nearly as often. But you have pulled the, I, I guess the melee fumble, which yes. is you you caress the orc. Yes, <laughs> and you're both uncomfortable, <laughs> which I I'm very much enjoy that. I love when we get the uh, the fan ones. Oh, they're always fun. Yeah, These, so like everyone that wrote unique. wrote them too. Yeah, they everyone did such a good job too. Like yeah, definitely. I very much enjoy them. And I'm, yeah, I'm really I'm, glad honestly, you guys I thought do stuff the, like that. Yeah, it's I like the fact that we can do that to interact with the podcast better than say if you guys were doing it on Twitch and we were at, we were interacting live stream type thing. Mm, yeah. I like I like this better cuz then when it comes up, not only can you guys take the time to say, "Hey, this is so and so's crit" and do that, it's, you know, it, it just it always gets the right attention and then you guys, you know, roll through it and you're you know, especially with looking at them and saying, hey, some of these crits say do double damage, but we're already doing triple damage. So, you know, so you've worked <laughs> out all those little kinks so that when everybody gets their card up, their card gets to shine for whatever goofiness they put into it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Magical, like Magical the, uh, fumble to show up. <laughs> what, what's your magical fumble? <laughs> it's, 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 there's nothing bad happens, right? The spell just misses, but it accidentally hits a rock in the vicinity that turns it sentient and it follows you around. <laughs> it's so dumb. How long does it follow you around for? Forever. Forever. It's a pet rock. For, forever. You get, you get a pet it's rock. Your own pet rock. Yeah. And it just don't, it and, just follows you other than that. Yeah. Like it says it literally the I think the fumble says if you leave it, it teleports to your location. Don't forget to name your new pet. How how is that a fumble? Because that sounds Cause amazing. Your well, your spell fails, right? Oh yeah, okay, hit. that makes sense. So now, I, like, it doesn't punish you. Like it's just it was meant to be funny. I, I kind of want to <laughs> pull that now. <laughs> <laughs> but magical crits are rare, and magical fumbles are even rarer. So like it's yep. yeah. I think we've only had two magical fumbles in this AP. Yeah, and I I don't think you've had many more crits on them either. You, you, I get a does, fair amount, but that's that. Yeah, that's because it's on your your. I'll give your, you a little teaser. I'm pretty sure the next episode, Uchi gets a tasty little magic crit. Ooh, ooh, nice. I wonder what you're fighting. Are you fighting the thing that just helped you? Don't tell me. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I won't. Kalazar. Kalazar. That was it. Kalazar. Kalazar. Yes, but that was. Oh good man, thing. I I did I did enjoy that there was a betrayal and it was you know. <laughs> Go for the betrayer one round. Yeah, I did like that. And then I know we've kind of already mentioned it, but the Tarbathon coming up at the end was great. Yeah, yeah, that, I got that to hear the that voice again. The voice. <laughs> I don't was like fun. the voice. 
Oh, I love the oh, voice. God, we oh, love that voice. That's so good. Oh, we, it's a we, voice nice I want to punch in the face. We love the voice. Well, that's that's the point. No, right? I know that's it's, the point, but like, oh, that doesn't mean I like so, it. He's so <laughs> arrogant. He's so full of himself. And just think, the, <laughs> when you get to the end and you finally, you know, just crush him, it's going to feel so good. Oh, yeah. That that first landing strike on him is just going to be like, mm, tasty. <laughs> yes, it's gonna uh, be so good. Yeah, until until you realize that the way that U- the party takes him out is Utrid stabs Tarbafon in the back and then grabs his hand and triggers the radiant fire. And then in the process of triggering the radiant fire and the feedback that comes back to Tarbafon and the opals going crazy because Utrid's at ground zero, boom, his consciousness is what rises out of Tarbafon's phylactery. <laughs> All right. Minus the stab. Yeah, telling you. <laughs> minus the stabbing in the back. I think you're actually pretty accurate because I don't see how short of Uhtred dying in the fight, he ever walks away. Like, let's say somehow they knock him down, right? Like, Uhtred's going to set off the radiant fire on them to destroy that shard in his hand. Because that, right. that, that's so he's the committing only a horribly evil act because he's going to blow his own people up. Yeah, but they've that's already agreed to it, act too. at that point. That is not a selfless that act a when you suck. fire on your own teammates. But they've agreed to it. Like, everyone's agreed they, that that's what we're doing. That that's like, what they're doing. You could replace is... Uhtred with anyone else in the group in that spot. That's the no, goal. No, no. What, mean what I mean is not <laughs> we're going to get in there and Tarbafon's going to radiant fire us. Because he doesn't really know that we've switched it, and we're gonna we're gonna go in on this mission and get him to trigger it, and kaboom. Okay, I, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, Utrid is going to get up there, skewer and disable Tarbafon, and then he's gonna actively fire that radiant fire, waste his friends. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you on purpose. Yep, right. to make sure that there's feedback. To make sure yep. that it all happens. And then when the decision comes down, well, do we send Tarbafon back or do Uhtred's going to go, hell no, you don't. You send me because I'm the only way that it can be contained. I'm the only way that the Whispering Tyrant stays under control or some crap like that. He's going to become the evil man. I don't. I. I... Uh, hey, you said Nessie was not happening either. And that happened. <laughs> That's true, but you also I have foreseen this. To be fair, but let's we can't just look at your successes. We have to look at your failures. Morena, <laughs> so far at no point has been a secret agent for Tarbafon. <laughs> that just you know a of. secret agent for DoorDash. Yeah, that exactly. That you know of. <laughs> well, I mean, how that, do you think Nessie got over here? I, I, I think she flew. Well, maybe teleported. But how did she know where to fly? Because Tarbafon found her. Told her. Right, and how do you think Tarbafon knew what to do? His simulacrum, who's been out searching for the Kumaro tree, because he's been working on the shattered shield of Arneson and the fact that it originally came from... Oh, I'm going to die on his name now. Aridin? Aridin, thank you. Has uh, Who is Morena, was been out there searching for it and insinuating herself in there so that she could get in a position to make this all come to pass. Oh, yeah. It's very elaborate. How confident are you on this conspiracy theory? Oh, I'm as confident as anything. Yeah? You willing to wager? Yeah, I have no idea you, what I'm I was going to say, you willing to wager a hero point on it? Oh, 
I'll wager a hero point on Morena? No, but I will wager a hero point that Uhtred ends <laughs> up, as I've said, becoming the evil, supposedly to contain the evil. So you're going to have to explain to me how, if, if he's going to rise in place of Tarbafan, but we know if the Radiant Fire goes off with the switch polarity of the Oval, Uhtred gets wiped into nothingness. And it was Axel was very clear about if this happens, like divine intervention can't save this or change this. Like there is nothing that will stop that from happening. Right. No, I've got that. I follow that. But by that logic, Tarbafon should get erased as well. Well, even though it's in his hand, we it should erase him too because he has an obol. He has the same thing. And you might be right. For all we know, that that is a potential outcome. It could do the same. But thing But I'm going to gonna single-handedly right here give you the greatest argument in Pathfinder: <laughs> magic. Well done. I can see it, sir. <laughs> that was a perfect use. <laughs> I see what you did there. You flipped it around on me. It happens once yeah, in a while. Yeah. I get lucky. No, you, it was the you did good. That's a pretty good ending <laughs> for the episode too. <laughs> Unless you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about, I know we kind of skipped over some of the stuff in the fight, but yeah, you hate combat anyway. I I don't. <laughs> it's sure, too late. Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I just don't find it as exciting, right? I find the role play stuff much more exciting yeah. to me. Like, and and to be fair, to be fair, Toast did say that this fight, with as much talking and, and everything that was going, the role play that was in it, has been one of her favorites it of the been. AP. I have I really it, enjoyed it. Like yeah, it's been, has been I mean, more it's there's been it's been more cinematic. And, to, and to that makes sense, right? Because uh ten minutes of the fight was spent not having any combat. So, yeah. your favorite I, combat I, is I, the combat with the least combat. Okay, okay, I got to tell you. I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now. My better half sent me a text cuz she listened to the episode today and she says, "Oh my god, the dragon's in that kimono forever." <laughs> and I I was I was laughing. And I came back and I said, "Yeah, I f-, when I got home, I said, "Yeah, baby, I I loved it too. I thought it was funny as heck that it went on long enough that it's like, you know what? Give me that lesser restoration. Let's get rid or restoration. Let's yeah. get rid of this negative level. And it's going to take three rounds to cast. And she's all, oh, yeah, Nick was all, I'll get him out of there. <laughs> this will bring the dragon out for sure. I mean, it feels like the type of thing that the casters should have the ability to dismiss it. I put yeah, you I in. Yeah, I can I take you out. Work. It's like I gave you life. I can take it away. <sighs> I'm just glad it didn't go 10 minutes and you didn't lose all your buffs. It was close. We actually had to calculate it. We had like a round counter of what was... And I think Haste actually ran out and got recast. Yeah. What? I, I Wait, what ran out? Re- haste. Haste. Yeah, oh, yeah. Re- haste ran out, but not, not while the dragon was in the kimono. Uh, it was a couple rounds after it came out. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you had to recast it this yep. episode. Yeah, yeah. It was in the, it, it was in this, this episode. Yeah. That it it went up. But yeah, no, that's, it's awesome that you guys did that. It just cracked me up that it was like, okay, this, it was, this works. We're going to get around. And then it was like, awesome. Okay. Well, what, let's see. Oh, we're going to get another round. Awesome. Let's do our thing. Well, now we're at three rounds. Well, shit, I could have had my restoration. And then four rounds. God damn it. Five rounds. God damn it. And it just, you know, the counter kept ticking up. And it's like, 
I, it, it cracked me up. I loved it. It was such a roller coaster because, like, I was loving it in the beginning, and then it hit a point where I was like, "Oh my god, there's nothing more any of us can do." Jesus Christ, Alex, just roll a fourteen on that goddamn twenty. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 killing us now. This is backfiring. Stop. He was rolling it mean. in uh, roll twenty chat <laughs> so we could see it. It was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's so good." This is that's one of the reasons I. You know, when I DM, I roll in the open. Like, unless I'm specifically hiding from the players or something, like, almost every roll I do is in the open. Um, Just because it's, it's so much more fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Kuchar does that a lot more than Alex does. I think Alex just likes rolling real dice, right? Right. And who doesn't? I mean, they're my dice, so... Yeah, I don't I don't think the toasty dice are weighted correctly, personally. <laughs> And and like that happens with plastic dice, you know. I don't think they've ever been hey, checked. Uh, my dice are metal, we, thank you. We know the power dice aren't no. properly. Are the toasty dice that he's using metal? Yes, they are. Yeah. Mm. As far as probably, I know, they are. Yeah. Probably less likely that been. they're incorrectly weighted as metal, but still, <laughs> I, I want them tested. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to test them. There's the only, uh, the only dice testing I've ever seen is like uh, uh, oceans of thirteen. Now there, there there is a way. Um, I want to say there's like it's like a sand test or something. I have no idea how it's done, but I, I did remember briefly like reading over something saying there was like a way to test when you like because when you buy dice, right? Like, how do you know it's like actually as accurate as it should be? And there's some way you can test it, right? I think you're taking this out. Yeah, I guess uh, that's kind of the end of it. Did you have anything else, Nick? I know you already plugged the. Uh... The recap uh, coming up. Yep, recaps coming up in a couple of weeks. Put an announcement out with an uh, like official date of it. Mm-hmm. All right, then I don't have anything else. I was just gonna say right. that uh, this Monday was War for the Crown, but yeah, by the time this it comes out, be. it'll already be gone. Yep. All right, uh, then I will take us out. Uh, that's gonna do it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Nick. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you. I was uh, actually in Myrtle Beach, um, middle of December, visiting my little brother. And they have kind of like this touristy area. They call it um, Broadway on the Beach. And it's just like a boardwalk with all these shops. And we went into this uh, candy shop and I was wearing, I have an Inspired Incompetence hoodie with our um, logo on the back of it. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. I uh, I walked in and I was like, turned and looked at something, the lady behind the counter, she was like, oh, that's so weird. We just had somebody else in here with that same logo on their shirt. And I was like, excuse what? me? Really? I'm shocked right now. Like, it's my logo. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't see him, but I was like, if, who would have thought? Small world. That would have been just insane. It's like, oh, hey, you listen to that podcast. Hi, I'm Nick. They probably, <laughs> I doubt they would recognize me. It would probably be me recognizing the logo and being like, right. hey, do yeah. you do you actually like that? I know you're wearing it, but <laughs> you never know. It could be ironic. Yeah, I wear everything ironically. You know, Clothes. Dude, Joe <laughs> Joe wears ironic shit. (laughs) I've seen Joe dress. That's not inaccurate.
<laughs> it's something. I have right? not seen Joe dress, thankfully. Well, I haven't seen him like get dressed. I meant like, you, know, <laughs> you knew what I meant. <laughs> hey, I can only yeah, go yeah, by what you said. <laughs> yeah, none you of us have ever before. seen Joe get dressed. None of us. <laughs> and Maybe nor do doesn't. we want that, Joe. Don't don't think that's an invitation or it's a it's a bucket list item. <laughs> but yeah, we can go back to uh, the episode.